Hey, welcome back. It's Food News and Shoes Radio. Any interview that starts off by handing out a whole Chocolate. bag of Irish chocolate. <laughs> She's uh, won me over. Yeah. Lisa from Falsha Irish Imports is in with us. And it's your place. This oh, is... Yummy. Uh, God, how long have you been? How this is our 22nd year in business. 22nd. Yeah. I have we a question. Were, yeah, yeah. How do you pronounce the name of the shop? Falcha, which means welcome in Say Irish. Say it again. So it's Falcha. So fall like falling down and cha cha cha. Falcha. Falcha. Oh, so falcha like your cheeks falling down and cha cha cha. I don't falcha. Around Jeremy here, that's and how I we say it. Jeremy and I struggled with that, and we just decided not to say the name on our little video. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> falcha means welcome. About the, you know, what is it? Uh, the, the Celtic names or they're unpronounceable mm-hmm. to english mm-hmm. people i don't, I don't yeah, know yeah there's a lot of um letters missing in the in the gaelic language right. so you know so like um th is a v there's a lot of, there's lots of really? i mean i was never the best student so i should not give you <laughs> a lesson right now this uh, is so good but so it is it's very different yeah it's yeah mm. very so different. we were talking about chocolate yeah. And I think to me, Cadbury, real Irish Cadbury chocolate is my favorite chocolate. See, in I always the world. thought it was English. Is it? It's I don't know. No, well, tell us about well, it. it. England and Ireland both do Cadbury's. Yeah. Um, and I, my shop sells both the English and the Irish version. Mm-hmm. And what's but, the yeah. difference? Any difference? Um, no, one just comes from England and one just comes from Ireland. Yeah, they got yeah. different yeah. factories. But, but, sure. yeah. but your point is. It's There's different than difference. American chocolate. Yeah. Yes. It's yes, way it's different. milky. It's mm-hmm. not like um it is milky. Cocoa, yeah. you know, and it doesn't it melts in your mouth as opposed to kind of sitting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. It's a good melt. It's a recognizable difference, you know, just European chocolate to American. And I think it just depends on where you live, which one you yeah. want. Because yeah. I've got English friends that make me send them Pennsylvania Hershey chocolate bars. Really? Okay. Now what they kind love that. Yeah. I had yeah. something called a caramel. Yeah, I had a caramel. What'd you all have? I got the rose. And what's Country the rose? Fudge. Country it's fudge. It's in my mouth right now. Are oh, you the strawberry, I think? That's yeah, there's yeah. a strawberry one. Strawberry. It's, I mean, spectacular. Oh, that's my favorite one. The purple is my favorite one. Yes, I like Hazel the purple. Hazelnut and caramel. And I haven't even tasted the other. Notice how we so jump it right into food, too. Yeah. Chocolate, <laughs> right? You <laughs> said your store is, good. is mm-hmm. like a grocery store. It's, it's yeah, it's 50% a grocery store. That's why I started, because when I was um, working in McCarthy's, and trying to find a career mm-hmm. for myself, I realized that um, there was a lot of Irish here and we were missing our food. You know, Kentucky was great, but there was just one thing missing and it was our food. So I started yeah. importing in sausages and rashers, what you call bacon, and tea, like we got proper tea. Um, and then everything else happened. And, and uh-huh. now it's, it's a, like we sell way more food than we do really? our, our other trinkets. And we have like, you know, clothing and jewelry and uh you know, lots of other fragrances, like we sell those flat caps. Mm-hmm. Like, we've got a lot of that, but food is definitely our uh, our main. And in COVID, we had our best year in 2020 because <laughs> people were hungry, and they, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they in must have been food. Googling, and they figured out that we were <laughs> there. Yeah, and, and then so we you did would curbside. like curbside. Yeah, yeah and so and it was safer than going to Kroger. Like, sometimes we say, hey, no, the shop's closed. If you really want to come in, it's just me. I'll be standing back, and you can, you know. So Yeah. So we really did well. I'm glad you brought up pork and sausage in general when we're talking about this kind yeah. of food because I, I, I think, I don't know, most what people associate corned beef yeah. and cabbage. Right. And, you know, the you don't number one. Beef you don't cabbage. eat corned beef and cabbage. In Ireland, we right. don't eat. We, we you do don't eat it? Bacon and cabbage, so it's boiling bacon and cabbage. Mm-hmm. 
So I never heard of corned beef till I got here. No, specifically like, that? to that, is there a different kind of belly from from Ireland? You guys do anything different, say the, with a fresh bacon when you braise it off? Apparently, it's a whole different cut of meat. Yeah, whole different cut. Yeah. So ours is the equivalent. The Irish rasher is the equivalent of the Canadian bacon. I think like it's a little okay. thicker and it's got like um, kind of looks like ham. Yeah, mm. and then you've got like a more uh, meat, less fat, probably. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it's gotcha. it's more lean. It's more like, like a shoulder. Yeah, you almost yeah, like need a, like, like a Canadian oil to bacon. cook it in. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like yeah. Yeah, so like steak like almost. Did yeah. you, you know braise it off to what's like fork tender, or is right. it more like a? Yeah, you don't you don't overcook it. Don't overcook it. Yeah. So that you know that's pretty pretty interesting because you know we always think of corned beef and cabbage, and I don't even I think that the boiled bacon's has any I of the corning or brining or curing process. It's just it's a little salty, but not as much. Yeah, and that's where you would like you'd boil your bacon and then you'd take it out and then you put the salt or the cabbage in the water. Right. And then mm-hmm. boil it so that'll give the flavor to the cabbage. So I always heard I don't know if it's lore or not. I always heard that the reason that it's corned beef is because when the Irish immigrants came to America, the Jewish immigrants were already here and they had been corning beef. That's a kind of an uh-huh. old Jewish way to preserve meat. My family's Jewish. And they said that the Irish saw that and said, Well, that's the close you know, the oh, maybe. Saying, yeah. beggars can't be choosers, that it's what you got. Sense. Yeah. And that that's oh, what they so went So the with. Irish Americans are yeah. adopted yeah. that. Yeah, part that's of what it. we've read and, and always heard is yeah. just the, the bacon or the belly wasn't really available or, you know, the, oh, the shoulders and bellies yeah, were overused. So, you know, they have plenty of beef belly, which is brisket. Well, I tell you, know. you what, Google has it wrong because I Googled really all of this and it said the number one dish in Ireland was corn corned beef and cabbage. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's the American. <laughs> that's the American Google. Right. Google failed me. <laughs> and you have the, probably a whole different array of sausages than we would have. That Those are huge differences between like Irish sausage and, and something you'd have totally around here. Different. Blood sausages. Yeah. Um, you know, what, which what we, is call, a, we call black, black pudding black, and white pudding, pudding, which is like a type of sausage. Yeah. What is so like different. the uh, the American equivalent to the the uh, Irish or English banger? Is, is there an equivalent? There isn't, and that's why I have my shop. So what, <laughs> yeah. what, what what's the difference? What, what do we get wrong about? Because I don't think America. Totally I don't think we do sausage. I think well. yours is spicy. a little bit more spicy or something. Ours is not that it's blander, but it's just totally different. And ours mm-hmm. are all linked. There's mm-hmm. not a what like a round circle. And I love that too. You know, like proper yeah. little link sausages when they're cooked up and they have the snap. You know, you you, you cut into them like juice, literally squirt yeah. out of the sauce. Yeah. That, like that's how you know you've got a good sausage link. But yeah, I mean that that's the note. What I notice is you know um, our breakfast sausage and sausages we have here are just heavy on sage, black pepper, crushed yeah, pepper, sure. salt and sugar. And those are more. I'm not going to say processed, but they are churned more. They have more like a. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, it's like an emulsified quality. Emulsified quality, bratwurst-like in right. some yeah, senses, yeah. you know, smoother. Yeah. Of course, so we would have grind. like an Irish fry-up. Have you ever gone to Ireland? Have you ever uh, gone I've to been there. Did to you go Galway. have a breakfast? I went to Galway. Did you ever have the breakfast? So I the had breakfast. So the breakfast is yeah. like a full, so you would have like rashers, sausages, black and white pudding, beans, baked beans, tomatoes, and you'd have breakfast. mushrooms and eggs and <sighs> brown bread. And, See, and it'll breakfast. cover you for the day. <laughs> and then trying to get us for lunch. Tell us more about that. What's the brown yeah. bread? So what, brown what bread is, is um, sometimes they call it brown soda bread over here, but it's a whole wheat bread. It's um, it's really good. It's just. Do you carry that? We carry it frozen and we carry it uh, with the flour too. That you can make it yourself. It's pretty easy to make. You no, know, it's not that. So in Boston, the northeast part of the country, they, there's a brown bread, but it's a little bit different. That's more of a spiced. Spice bread. Uh, yeah, spice this would bread. not be. This is good with just butter. This is good dipped oh, in yummy. stew. This is good with jam on it. This is good, like, you know, you can f- right. um, make it sweeter or, or savory, yeah. What's white pudding? 
Uh, white pudding is not black pudding. So black pudding is called black pudding because it's got the blood, mm-hmm. and then the white just doesn't have any blood in it. But it's almost like a, it's like sort it's of almost like, like a, a gravy. Sausage. No, it's a sausage. Oh, yeah, they're all black and white pudding or sausage. Yeah, there's oats oh. in there. Yeah, and barley. I think pudding. I got yeah. fooled. It's almost like and I know it's a different country, but almost like. Sort of like ha- like a haggis where it's thickened kind with of, oats. Yeah, yeah. But just mm-hmm. no entrails. Some yeah. use barley too. Yeah. 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 Which is yeah. interesting texture too. It kind of, I think, gives more of a gluten y kind of. And chew, each you know. town is known for their pudding. You know, they're like. Um, oh, really? Clonakilty is known for their pudding. They, they mm-hmm. claim the best pudding. Yeah. So uh, we're talking with, with uh, Lisa of, of Falcho. It's been around, which is 22? This is our 22nd year. 22nd yeah. year. What do we get wrong about Irish food? Other than the, you know, the corned beef, which isn't a thing in Ireland. Well, Ireland doesn't have a great reputation for food, so build that. Tell us more about it, yeah, okay? Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I yeah. think that's more Scotland. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a little warfare thing going on? <laughs> Maybe England, too. Yeah. No, um, people do say that. But, you know, Ireland, when you go to um, Ireland for food, like, we're, we've got the best Chinese restaurants. Like, you ask that's any right. Irish person, they miss their Chinese food. Really? And really good Indian restaurants. We're kind of cultural. Um, Why is that? We, I, do you know, I mean, the Italians own the chippers. Have you ever been to a chipper? Well, fish and chips. Yeah, that's the Italians own them. And huh. like, if you go to a Chinese restaurant, it will come with chips, like like yeah. Irish French fries. You know, chips not they do like curry yeah. fries too. Sure. Yeah, they do curry fries. Yeah, that's good. That's, and our curry fries are all known for our curry chips too. So curry uh, fries would be like a curried ketchup on the fries, right? Curry almost, mayo, right? almost, yeah, almost the mayo. Almost, no, more like curry a ketchup. more like a ketchup. Cause we actually sell it in the bottle now. That okay. you can squeeze it, or else you can, you know, do the powder sauce and mix it up. Mm-hmm. You know, one ingredient that I've heard several times when associated with Irish is, is moss. You know, it's just so, something we don't eat here, but moss is found along the coastline, M- right? How do you spell that? M- like, mo- like, like moss, M O S S, like the grass that grows. Almost, in the well, like a seaweed, right? Seaweed, mo- seaweed. M O S S, yeah. Ooh. And I know there's a moss pudding, and then I think what Lina. Uh, John. John Lina. At one point, I heard a story. He was going to Ireland to do moss to look out of like a pizza, as in like like, oh, really? like moss on the pizza or something like that. I have. I, I didn't know if you had any familiarities with moss and Irish food. That Not sounds so really now, Irish. <laughs> we do. I do trips to Ireland every year, and we actually did a foodie one last year. It was really fun. Cool. And this guy um, started feeding his pigs seaweed. And he, his vet bills are almost zero. Is See, that right? Yeah, he just was telling us this whole. We should take a page from that. that. Yeah, he yeah, said his vet bills are almost tell, zero. Tell and it comes already cured in salt. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't tell, know. Tell us about uh, restaurants in Ireland. If I and I've been to Galway, and that that's, yeah, I have. So landed there's, I mean, somewhere. You, okay, so you've been down Shop Street. There's every food under the sun that you could go. For restaurants are like I always think of pubs. Yeah, when I think of so, Ireland. Well, and actually, you know, little the pubs places. have got like so. When we do our tours to Ireland, we um, love going into the pubs, and because we've had such a big hearty breakfast, we'll probably just have a soup. But all the food in the pubs are all ha- homemade. Like your soups are all homemade. Like, and most of them are pureed, which kind of gets people off at first. But then they're like, oh, but when you get the brown bread and you dip it in there with oh, the butter, oh, it's oh really it sounds good. good. Yeah, but the pubs are known for their. So they would have more of the Irish flair for sure. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the shepherd's pie, and I love. Um, and, and the Kentucky the uh, pies, uh, like with the crust. Irish like. influence in Kentucky. When I was in Dublin, I was in Dublin for a while, and every little man looked just like my dad. 
<laughs> yeah, because you know, a little hat on they top, and, and yeah. kind of—I don't—I'm sure I'm stereotyping, no, but kind of a true. round can, little face. If I can tell if an Irish person is walking down the street down here, I'm like, oh, he's just—yeah, you yeah. can so tell by their walk that, or their head or their. Yeah, tummy. is it because yeah. of the, the horse Kentucky. industry here that that we have such an Irish influence? Because we don't yeah. think about Lexington being an Irish town, but it has a lot yes, of Irish influence. A lot of Irish, and a is lot that the horses. Irish. You think? Yeah, it's yeah. mostly horses, but also UK. Well, we got a lot of doctors in Eastern Kentucky. I mean, my mother served salmon to us and we weren't rich and I, I always I grew up eating salmon yeah and I found out there was a connection to Ireland which Probably, is their heritage yeah. yeah there's a lot of um yeah a lot of you know we have a lot of people coming in telling us that you know they remember their parents talking Irish to them as they grow up you know living in mm-hmm. eastern Kentucky and stuff so there's definitely and you know Kentucky looks like Ireland you got the rolling hills you got the Horses, you got the stone walls, you know. That's what Deirdre Lyons always says yeah. from Alltech. Yeah. yeah. They also say that the Eastern Kentucky accent is closer to the what would have been the turn of the century yeah. Irish or English accent at the time than it yeah. is to yeah. American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And also clogging. So with Irish dancing, sure. we go forward and clogging goes back. So a friend of mine, we had a couple of pints one night, and she clogged <laughs> an Irish dance, and that was basically the difference. She was going backwards, and I was going forward. Oh, how funny! It's the same. It's the same dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What, as Americans, and, and Lisa from from Falls, you, you can tell by by the accent, which is not from Eastern Kentucky. How? What do we get wrong about St. Patrick's Day? Because in England, what what kind of a celebration is we know what kind of a celebration it is in America, but what kind of celebration is it in in, in England? Oh, I'm sorry, in Ireland. Ireland. So. Ireland, it really started off as a religious holiday. You know, mm-hmm. St. Patrick went around teaching Christianity with the shamrock, the, with the three Holy Spirits. And, and it's still like that. It's still very much like that. People would walk around more with like a, um, a sprig of shamrock on them than dressed all in green and stuff like that. But you know, Ireland knows how to get people <laughs> in and they can adapt. So we're all about the green, everything, you know. Even and green beer. Huh? Even, oh, I don't know. I don't think they do the green beer. I don't think they've gone. It's in Chicago. It's celebrated there like it is. We use it like, and the same thing with Cinco de Mayo. We, we've, we've co-opted these we holidays. We bring it American into American our thing holidays. and yeah. their little but leprechauns. Ireland, I'm yeah. sorry, in Ireland, it's more somber holidays. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, so I listen to the Irish radio station every day and they're, tomorrow's the parade day and it is a big deal. Big deal. Like, yeah. It is, yeah. it is a huge deal. It is, it is massive. I mean, it's morely, it's mainly around the parade and mainly around like kids activities and you'd go to church that day. Um, but you're definitely probably going to the pub. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you a question awesome. about your Irish accent. Yeah. I've heard someone say that they, they would walk into a bar and with an a Brit, an Irish accent, they would make friends instantly. What yeah. is it about that accent that I, is so I, alluring? I don't know. Like uh, my family call me the Yank now, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they say I've been over here too long to actually have my accent. Well, anymore. it's beautiful. Well, I can tell you, you that. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I think Irish people is in general. You know, I think we're nosy. So when we go into a place, <laughs> we want to know your story. We want to yeah. know what's going on. You get a pint on. and you sit there. Yeah. yeah, we sit yeah. there and it's we ask questions and it's surely nosy. Like we'll, yeah. we'll then the next day we'll go, hey, we met this fellow in the pub last night and he was saying, you know, I think uh, that's part of it. But also, you know, they like to they like to talk. We like to talk, as you can tell. We like to talk. Yeah, just make <laughs> friends. It's friendly. It's make a, friends. It's a friendly demeanor. It's, it uh, is. It's definitely. more familial. You'll walk into the pub. You know, not known anyone. You'll walk you'll out know a him. friend. Yeah, you'll, you'll walk out known somebody. Yeah. yeah. I remember the the not to. I was uh, downtown, and I, I have a friend who at the time was from Ireland, and him and another guy got into literally a fist fight on the street. And I remember thinking, well, you know, we were all drinking. I'm going to try to break this thing up. Bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> but 
within five minutes, they were hugging again. Yeah. It yeah. was a, f- yeah, a yeah, fist yeah. fight. And then it was, let's go have a pint. I was like, what happened? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, Just well, passionate. Yes. Kind of passionate. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. very passionate. Yeah. And the thing about it also. It's the friendliest fight yeah. I've ever seen. And the so. thing also yeah. about St. Patrick's Day and being, you know, Irish, like Irish heritage in America, like we are the proudest country. Like for as little as we are, we are so proud to be Irish. And that goes down generation after generation after generation. Everybody, I mean, I just see all my customers coming in and they're talking like, Early 1700s, you know, that they're just you know, and they're still so proud about and ties that, yeah. ties to the land. Yeah, Don't you think that has something? To, is it a place of small farms, or is are there mega farms? How's Ireland changed? I guess I don't know. I mean, it depends on where you're going and where. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I suppose there's a lot of. I suppose they have sold off a lot of their farm to younger, you know, yeah. the younger generation are kind of doing different things. But it depends on the county you're in. I think I remember when I landed in Ireland on my way to Galway, had to rent a, a taxi. And kept dozing off because when you fly over here, you uh, you know you're tired yeah. when you get there. And Shannon, is it where? Yeah. I, yeah, I flew into Shannon, and the cabbie had the little hat on, everything, sang "Danny Boy" all the way. And I remember <laughs> fading in and out, and then I'd wake up to "Danny Boy," and it was just beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we when we do our tours, we have a bus driver, and they are characters. I bet like, they make the whole tour like totally oh, yeah. make the whole tour oh yeah like they go out of their way and they everyone just loves them if you yeah. go to ireland is beer is warm or cold oh yeah beer, yeah warm warm cold you'll get one ice cube in your gin and tonic <laughs> where should what should as an american if we go to ireland what should we see other than you know go to dublin and go to a pub like what should we really see and what God. should we eat yeah there's so well. I would definitely go to the pubs and have some soup. The soup is amazing. What about a small town, just to get that charm? Yeah, and well, and that's like there's always like I suppose when you're driving in America, you're always driving on highways and passing all these small mm-hmm. towns. In Ireland, you drive through them, you know. So there's always yeah. somewhere to go. Wow, this looks like a good place to yeah. stop. Yeah, with those old-looking buildings yeah. and stuff. But there's so many. I mean, the beaches are amazing. You know, probably not very good. I beach don't think weather, of that but as they're beach, beautiful. beach country. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, the beaches are amazing. Ah, yeah. the seafood is great, right? Seafood. I mean, it's all yeah, right there, fresh. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you can't get it fresh, go to get it at Falsha because you know, <laughs> yeah. obviously, this time of the year is your busy time of the year. But all it year is. long, if you're looking for real, authentic Irish food, yeah. and memorabilia, or you know, whatever, yeah. Falsha is the place Do to get it. it. It's the only place I know of to get it. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing store, Thank and you. get the chocolate. the chocolate. Yes, oh, <laughs> killer, killer. And it's Easter, so we're we've got our big Easter Cadbury Easter eggs right now. They're huge. We sell nice. like hundreds it's, and hundreds of Easter eggs. I know it's a secular society more and more like all of them are but still very real religious traditions in ireland are there not pretty much but you know i think um is it catholic for the most part yeah it's mainly catholic but now we've had a lot of immigration in so there's a lot of culture there's a lot of changing yeah a lot of changing yeah I can't wait to get into the store and get some of those big Cadbury eggs. Yeah. I really can't. Uh, Lisa, thank, <laughs> thank you so much for coming thank on. You. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I You're really so appreciate welcome. it. You're so welcome. And happy, uh, yeah. happy St. Patrick's. Thank you. I'm excited uh-huh. for tomorrow. All, All right. right. Yeah. Thanks. See you, you guys <laughs> in a little bit. Back in a moment. It's Food News and Shoes Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's Food News and Shoes Radio. Thanks again to Lisa from uh, from uh, Falsh Irish Imports for coming in. What a neat lady. What a just, yes. And that accent. Oh. She said she'd become Americanized, but it was good enough for me. It is amazing how long you can, you can, she's been here since she was 21, and I would not know she didn't come here yesterday. And what an entrepreneur to start this business. Yes. I mean, I, you know, who would, yeah. I mean, that, that's a perfect way, because I read her bio, mm-hmm. she did it as a homesick remedy. She you was know. homesick. And after eating um, Irish 
Cadbury chocolate, I've seen there's a demand for this food, yeah. too. And, you know, this, this one was good. These had all different kinds of little fillings and things in it. But yeah. I want to go down and see this cut of pork that, you know, might be What'd she call that? Um, it was rasher? Yeah, rasher is that, yeah, with, with their called bacon. But she said it was more like a Canadian bacon, which is, now Canadian bacon is like more a of a muscle, of right? It well, been, it's a, a loin, yeah. The Canadian bacon is, you know. So that's it's then that's a brine cured product, just like corned beef would be. I, I think this other bacon is more like a raw <coughs> hunk of pork. And I, 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 I need to find out what cut this is. I want to try this at home instead of corned beef, right? Because so, I, I spent like five to seven days a year corning my own beef. And if that's not even traditional, then you know, I'm not going to do it anymore. It's American traditional, I guess, yeah. though. Uh, you're going to talk about that with, with her, but, mm-hmm. so we don't want to blow her interview, but that's so, kind of interesting. The history of corned beef being the interesting thing. Let right. me ask you, um, so I know like on a, on a lamb, there's a, a breast. I mean, it's not really a breast, but they call it the lamb breast, which is like the, you know, what would be, I guess be the, under the neck before the, like, the belly. Yeah, there, there's a little bit up in that area. Like, you know, there's neck and shoulder yeah. that you can kind of cut. And then there is a little bit of belly off of the rib. Is and there? they're very skinny, like very small Do you get that flaps. off a pig also, that breast area? That, I don't know what you call it. That uh, It's kind of, I believe so. I mean, it, the anatomy is there, but it's kind of cut off into the shoulders. Okay. And then, you know, all of, so it's not like a specific cut. We And, and it probably is in European catalogs, though. I mean, they, I they break things down differently. We're, everything based in the United States is based on that meat-cutting guide. Because so, it's a, there's a difference. I mean, obviously, Americans and, you know, Irish and have the same animals and they have yeah. the same anatomy, mm-hmm. but sometimes they cut them totally differently. That's right. Yeah, totally differently to produce different cuts. I mean, you know, the, the demand in the United States is going to be for shoulders and butts, really? you know, and ribs. Um, not not certain, like b- a lot of braising stuff, mm-hmm. right? So I'm sure those are just kind of cut into the shoulder and, you know, they're probably cut off into two pieces. Does that have to do maybe with being a more of a European thing to, because of war and all that stuff, of using all the animal? We tend to be more picky. Is that true, or am I making that up? No, I think you're probably right. I don't exactly know how it unfolds there, but, you know, just just like just like here, most every part of the animal is used for something. It's up, I think that they use it for more human food products in Europe. Whereas That's true. We'd use it for ev- everything, everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. also here, we tend to grind more. Like we use almost everything for what we, we can't grind eat a lot. to use for burger. We grind right. A lot. You know, and so does Europe. I mean, sausages are well, yeah. absolutely out, out the and wazoo. And a lot of sausages. Why sausages so much in Because, you know, honestly, once you get past the primal cuts in a large animal like that, there's really not a whole lot left to do but take every bit grind you can it. and grind and, and it. Because you, know, you hear sausages so much out of places like Ireland. And yeah. Europe. It's just a byproduct of center cut meats, which is really what we go for in this country. Um, uh, you know, you know and, and I guess you know that's why we have to get into the curing brining and preserving mm-hmm. because you know we produce so much this in sausage you know ground meat has been broken up and the texture broken so bacteria can get in there very easily so ground meat doesn't last very long that's why okay. typically we'll use curing salts as preservation method or you'll go into brining uh, or, or, or curing on the outside to just kind of cut down bacteria but also you, you know sodium and you increase salt right? so Salt-tips. you're increasing yeah you're increasing salt definitely and then you know sodium chloride sodium nitrate pink salt the pink salt's the nitrate and that's really 
I think they've determined more for uh, room temperature air curing or, or, you know, cool temperature curing with dry sausages. Um, there is thoughts that it cuts down on possibility of botulism, but it doesn't really do much for bacterial growth. Yeah. This mm. number two salt, the, the, the sodium salt. So. And there's, there's, but it also adds color. Also, we talk about, you know, uncured, you can have, you know, know. uncured bacon, uncured salt, but even that I've has... i heard that's controversial, right, but it's really not that much better for right, it. Right, because well, my question was, maybe you can mm-hmm. answer this better, I've always heard there's naturally occurring nitrates and nitrites that are, that are, that are, that are, that are and anyway. And we've been taught they're evil, too. Right, yeah. That the, you shouldn't eat bacon that's not, that's been cured. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence about it, guys, because I, I um, when I drink wine... Mm-hmm. I feel the nitrates. My I feel in the, my body. It's not a good thing. In wine. In wine, especially <gasps> red wine, right? You didn't right. tell me this. And ever. then, um, you know, but whenever I eat pork, I don't really get that or bacon. So I don't know how it. You know well, how you're it, a super taster, so you would know that, but I <clears throat> didn't know that. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's just kind of like that fog or you know dreariness. Maybe it's just I'm hungover. I drink up too much wine, but um, I, I really feel like I that no you idea. have to pay attention to your personal body and how your body reacts to nitrates and stuff like so that. So, what about the flavor of uncured bacon? If if I gave you you know two pieces of bacon cooked identical, one was cured, one was not cured, would you be able to tell the difference? And if so, what would it be? Well, yeah, I mean, once you cure something, you do kind of, you're pulling out some of the moisture, right? You know, mm-hmm. naturally that's going to seep out. So there's going to be much more of an intense flavor. But overall, I mean, all you're really doing to cure a bacon is adding salt and sugar. You know, if you wanted to add number two, you can, but at home I would never do that. I was just um, surprised that. But yeah, it's going to taste much more flavorful. With the nitrates. With, with nitrates. With the nitrates. The, Oh, well, well are you saying cure. one with just salt and sugar yeah, and one and with salt, sugar, and nitrate? Nitrates, right. yeah. yeah. What would be the difference in taste? Well, I, you're going to be texture. a little bit less of the sec as in the dry. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I, I think it would be tough to tell, guys. I always eat uncured because I just prefer to think I'm doing something right. Same here. But I don't know if it's any better. I read but. That, it, you know, that they cure it, but this was the interesting part. They said they cure it with celery stuff. And I'm like, well, how can that be bad for celery you? Stuff. Yeah, celery stuff. Celery kind of. There's an enzyme. Celery? Yeah, there's yeah. A, a, an enzyme in celery that they, they yeah. use to. And yeah. How I've could that, that be bad? Yeah. I don't know. How could that be bad? Yeah, you know, depending on how synthesized it is. You and know, I don't know do you, why you'd really need that to, to text, like to tenderize. I don't know either. I mean, I'm not really looking to tenderize bacon. I guess maybe it allows it to be cut thick. You know, and still be, Maybe you know, so. palatable when you grill it and or sear it. Because most bacon's cut thin. You don't have to worry about it yeah. being tough, right? That's exactly right. It's crispy. Right. So anyway, that's kind of interesting. Well, the potato famine, which I think the potato is what we think of with Ireland. Yeah. You know, that they must have grown tons of them, and that's a staple in the diet. But the famine is what sent everybody over here. And they lost, like, enormous amounts of population of, of a small country relatively mm-hmm. small country but Do you that know what happened, happened there like what i know blight, ireland has kind of poor soil and nutrients in some sense it senses, was a blight right? and then there were and this was the other history is that there's this rift between ireland and england which we see today mm-hmm. but some of its roots were in the potato famine <clears throat> because not only was there blight but they had restrictive trade kinds of and they exported food from ireland instead of bringing it in and people were starving Ugh. so then gazillions of them came over here and i looked at the top 10 states i would have thought we were in there but i guess we're not we're not yeah it was like everything from the it's mostly east coast um as far as irish population yeah, irish population I, but i guess we're a small state so yeah. you know if you yeah i've always heard the story numbers. of this region was rich in well, that heck, culture you don't meet anybody here that isn't got a, some kind of right. irish, irish well like Scott, lisa yeah. said it it 
we geographically have very similar climate geography the looks to to ireland deirdre lyons talks about that that's why they settled in kentucky which has been a wonderful boon for us and so hey twitch how do you celebrate saint patrick's day so you know what's we're typically i don't like crowded places so my little life hack is i we never really do anything specific but generally on saint patrick's day we go to a mexican restaurant I love that. and then on cinco de mayo we go to an irish pub i love that because it's never busy See, I, I, actually, I actually brine and cure my own corned beef and cook it off. Do you and, and really? now that, like I said, now I'm not going to do it anymore. Now that it's anything <laughs> traditional, but I mean, it's a fun well, process, it's traditional guys. in America. So tell us how you do it. Well, first of all, this is a good chance to clean out your spice cabinet. Like, because I know you're like me and you've bought mustard seed mm-hmm. and allspice and you've got all this stuff sitting there. It's been there for five to 25, uh-huh, 30 exactly, years, right? Exactly. So anyway, um, I always stick just to mustard seed, allspice berries, coriander, and, pep- and black peppercorns, and crushed red pepper, and garlic. Those are the only things that I put in, and I don't measure anything, guys. So if you uh-huh. if you want to hear that, here it is. Because what I'm doing is I all those little jars of spices, I dump them into the brine. Because you're making a lot when um, you make it, right? I, I guess... Whenever it comes down to these brines and corning beef, the only spice that can you can overdo it on is the allspice because mm-hmm. that can permeate. But the other ones, it's more like give me a chance to go and buy new fresh spices because it's a good idea. It's I don't know about you. Like I said, most people have spices in their, their fridge for or their cabinets for thirty years. I mean, they just yeah. they don't throw them out, right? Uh, yeah, and you only use if you're like me, you only lose a little yeah. bit at right. a time. Well, get rid of them using this, and all you really want to do is you know make your your brine one you know f- like. I'd say one part sugar to three parts salt and then a lot of, you know, 10 parts water, right? Throw all your spice in there, bring them to a boil, let it cool, and then put your brisket in there for about five to seven days. Brisket. Yeah. You could use, you know, if you want to go back to pork, you could, you could, I guess, do a cured brine but pork. Corn, but yeah, corn well, you could do a pork belly, right? right? You could mm-hmm. do it as a, as a pork body. But, but now, if you want that, that pink look that's mm-hmm. in corned beef, you're going to have to use number two, which is the, the sodium nitrate's not really pink. They f- they color it so you don't mistake in it from oh. table salt. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's no real, you know, pink look to it. They add that. just And so whenever you see that look in your foods or – uh, you know, the, the, the corned beef has that pink kind of orangish look that's been added to it that, you know, it's an additive. So, so um, when you, when you do that, when you brine the, the, the corned beef, can you use the same, that same recipe to brine pretty much any cut of meat? Yeah, I think this works fine on chicken as well. I really? mean, it's going to have that corned flavor. You know what corned beef tastes like, and this is the mm-hmm. permeation. You can adjust your own salt and sugar. I don't want to tell people how to do that because that's a personal thing. I make mine pretty rich and salty though. And uh, when I'm doing this, it's probably about three gallons. So like three gallons of water uh, and then all your spices, bring it to a boil and then s- s- dunk your all brisket spices. in there. All Like all, all the spices from your little jar, you know, bay leaf, mustard, allspice, coriander, peppercorns, crushed red pepper, garlic. You know, and then what do you do? So you corn it, when that's the corning so process. So five to seven days in the brine, and then you're going to just, you know, basically braise it off at that point. So you, and I'm telling you guys, if you've never done this, I know you think that corned beef tastes incredible. It's a flavor that, you know, right out of the bag that they make is is always money at home. Try this at home. Try the non-processed version. Try the one that you haven't had. It's going to blow your mind. It's that okay. much better. Where does cabbage come in? 
Because that seems to be a staple in addition to potatoes. It is. So Irish food. The cabbage they would braise typically with the pork, um, you know, and and you can certainly do this uh, with... With the corned beef, I have a little secret that I like to do though, and I, I that's it's different. So, okay. I braise the corned beef in the oven, and typically this time of year, you know, I'm also in a commercial kitchen, but I can get to a grill or a smoker of some sort. I like to take the cabbage and cut it in half, and re- kind of use a V cut to remove the core or that stem sure. that grows on the uh-huh. inside, uh, and a little bit of the center. And to that, I'll take all the herbs I can find and lots of butter and then bacon fat. Okay. Oh, it and it'll good be, already. <laughs> you know, and I'll whip that in a bowl like it's Crisco yeah. and then just put a, a good half a pound, a big, you know, fistful of it in the center of the cabbage oh, and then man. put the two halves together and wrap it in foil and more butter. And if you oh, can wow. just put on, on your grill smoker, or your smoker and let that char and roast oh. for about eight hours till it's just melting. Oh, and Sounds you know, good. and you've got just all that butter and fat to permeate it. So it's more like a butter grill smoked braised ca- uh, cabbage yeah. with my corn beef. Yes and yes. So I don't know why I'm telling you guys all these secrets, but that's how you really yeah. geek it out. Yeah. yeah. What I, about the stew part of it? So the Irish beef yeah. stew. So I mean, that one I, I love this because she talks so much about the the stews and the pubs and mm. you know how you dip your Irish, Irish soda bread in it. Mm. And, and there is nothing. There's nothing about this that's hard, guys. You guys probably make beef stew at home or brunch brunswick or burgoo yeah, right. same process you're just going to want to use good you know quality chuck roast or stew meat you know and celery onions and carrots and potatoes and thyme and then you know part of your broth or beef base or stock you just use a bunch of guinness beer because it's you know guinness hearty and full yeah. flavored and nutty yeah. you know and and just keep feeding it man like you just <laughs> you you put it on for three hours and then it reduces <laughs> and then that's that's where you, this is where the guinness comes in you've already put a couple cans or whatever once it gets thick again you pour another beer in that thing and you just keep feeding it until it's gone one really? beer that you drink for each one you pour in. Right? I like that idea. That's how I do. I, it. I like that idea a lot, actually. That's a great <laughs> idea. You drink one, one for the pot, one for me. So yeah. is in, in Guinness is a way when I make chili, I use a dark beer like a Guinness in my same thing in really? my chili. That sounds yeah. good. Because I think it gives it a yeah. really nice. I, I don't. About that. Yeah, because you can use water, but why yeah. use water when you can use beer? So that's the thing, you know. French chefs, when I'm, you know, when you're sautéing, you know, they oh. deglaze with white wine, and I'm like, you know, wow, it seems expensive. You know, to use all this mm-hmm. good wine in these pans and burn it off, but it's just like, yeah, but there's, you know, there's no flavor in water. Yeah. You know, I mean, so how yeah. would you do yeah. the beer in chili? You would substitute for so, and I liquid? learned this kind of a this kind of a trick from um, from chef over here because I was asking you one day how to get that good like that texture. Oh, the cream, like the pureed texture, almost. right? Yeah, the boiling method. So now, and it, that's kind of what I did. So what I do is I, I, I actually, normally I would saute the ground beef and then mm-hmm. onions. I saute the onions first, then I'll put in the ground beef and I really won't let the beef get too brown. I'll pour yeah. the Guinness in there and the Guinness or the whatever beer you use will let the, the beer, uh, will let the meat kind of break up. I like how you're talking. Yeah. It's almost like you're, it, it looks like it's forming a raft like you'd make yes. a consomme. Yes. But, you know, and, and it's not the most attractive thing. It, yeah, it doesn't look good until it cooks for a while. So what I do is I, I'll do onions sauteed. Then I'll do, uh, in Eat. the onions, I'll put um, uh, my tomato paste, saute okay. all that, let okay. it kind of caramelize, yeah. add the beef and the beer, let it all decar, you know, get it all deglaze and just spices and just let it cook. Yeah, that tomato sauces out. or anything yeah. else you want to put in. No, yeah. Yeah, that, che- that checks out. Yeah, That's I learned solid. that from you. 
Well, I, I, st- I stole it from you. I don't know if I learned it from you. I stole it from you. Chef's so smart. That's fine. Uh, I can cook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would I say. hope so. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> we got about two minutes left. So let's talk about what's going on at Azor. Are you doing the, the wine classes on Wednesday? What else is going on? That's a good Well, wine class is every Wednesday, and Tony Majors comes in. Uh, he's level three sommelier. We pick out three new wines a week. We put out a couple appetizers, and he teaches us all about wine. Plus, you get to drink it. He's great. Too. Yeah. But other than that, guys, we're just right around the corner from Keeneland. So Yay. get your reservations new lunch menus are coming out spring menus are coming out it's time to get outside come to have lunch al fresco and just kind of catch up with friends and get your year started now that it's warming up guys so come see us at azure um and make reservations whether it's wine classes or any of the events yeah. dinner yeah we got six, one, monday six, night steak night mm-hmm. tuesday nights pasta night wednesday nights uh, wine night, Thursday night's date night, Friday's live music, this Saturday's live music plus specials, and Sunday's brunch. So, yeah. I mean, what else do you need? Yeah. Get there. All right. All we'll right. see you guys next okay. week. Thank, Thank you, you for listening. It's Food News and Shoes Radio.